King Brady, I don't know if he knows he's on mute, but he's just, he's just. <laughs> huh? <laughs> it's, weird. It's, it's weird when King Brady's yeah, a little silent, isn't it? What? <laughs> you said dirty, get on that. You didn't tell me to. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we have an East-West champion. Look, uh, it, it, for no, baseball? For, for, for basketball, since we're talking about basketball, but. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are excited to talk about some Southern Miss basketball with you lovely ladies and gents tonight. But before I do that, uh, this is your court jester, Chuck, and I need to bring on Mr. King Brady. King Brady, are you there, baby? I'm here, man. I'm here. We're just gonna, What's happening, Chuck? We're just going to roll with that nickname from now on. Is that just going to stick? It's just going to stick. Well, I feel like is it is. Thing? I feel like it is. Okay. Well, uh. There's worse things I've been called before. There, there so. are by me, and I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize. I'll you take know. it. Um, How's your week man, going? Man, it's going good. I am actually uh, quarantined at home right now, so I'm going a little bit crazy. Uh, I got I got popped. Well, how about popped that? with a positive COVID test, but I'm feeling fine and dandy. You got the vid. I got huh? the vid. Yes, yeah, my my second time since 2020. So. Uh, I, How are you? I feeling? feel fine, man. Just uh, like a little head cold, so I might sound a little nasally. Um, so sorry, listeners, if if I come across that way. But uh, you don't sound more nasally than normal. More not, so. That's good. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, that's very good. That's very very good. Yeah. There you go. Well, we uh, first we need to do acknowledge something that we have not acknowledged yet, Lane, and that is the winner. Of our college football pick'em, do it. And I believe his record—I just had it, but it just went away. It was twenty-eight and fifteen, Mister Bradley Rayburn. So, congratulations, Bradley. We will get your prize back to you ASAP, my friend. Um, be looking for a message from me or Blake or Pate. Who knows? It won't be me. It won't. It, I'm not good with technology, yeah, I was just, but it will be one of the others. I was trying. To, I was trying to include <laughs> you, King Brady. I was trying to make you feel special. Yeah, yeah. it won't be me. I can't figure out how That's to do funny. that. But congratulations, Congrats. Brad. You smoked me. Yes, you. What did I come in like? I got like what? Not like I came in like tenth place or something, huh? My wife beat me. I, I, she beat me bad too. <laughs> I, <laughs> She's held that over my head ever since bowl game season go started. It, how badly go she was ML, beating me. Go ML. Well, uh, yeah, man, I am excited about our guest tonight. We've got some tenured guests coming on, hanging out with us. Uh, the first one I want to introduce is the guy that started it all, the brainchild. The heart of the everyday. The, are we bringing in the Godfather? No, himself? we are not. We are bringing in the Podfather himself. Yes, Mister Blake Houston. Yes. What's up, Blake? What's up, fellas? It's good to be with you guys again. So pumped you're here, man. For sure, man. Me too. I do have to say though, as we initiate another episode of the podcast that King Brady sounds like a bread company or <laughs> the newest version of a little Debbie cake or a chocolate bar. So those are the things I'm thinking about. I'm, I'm thinking loving King it. Brady. I wanna, King Brady. I want to get my King Brady Debbie. bar. <laughs> you had me at little Debbie, son. The name just keeps getting better. <laughs> That's going to be his new nickname, little Debbie. I would also like to point out that it is the the way I've been explaining the Everyday Eagles podcast to friends and family nowadays has been I've I've kind of been describing it as 
It's the Rick and Bubba show of Southern Miss sports. <laughs> we will take it, man. I love that. The I just, Rick and Bubba. I, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like that is appropriately named. Two yes. bearded guys talking about Southern Miss. I just don't think there's any better way to describe it. You guys two, are the new Rick and Bubba. We are the two big bearded guys. That's what we that's what we call ourselves. The two big bearded guys. Yeah, I mean, put it on a T-shirt, man. I think I think we should. I would wear that. I shirt. would too. <laughs> Sponsored well, by King Brady's Bars. Right, right. King Brady's Little Debbie. <laughs> well, uh, Blake, man, you have got a, another tenured guest uh, that is here to hang out with us tonight. We're going to uh, let you introduce him because he is a family member of yours. That's right. That's right. We are here with the man, the myth, the legend, my brother-in-law and basketball extraordinaire, Leighton Carlisle. What's up, brother? Oh, man, glad to be here. I don't know about basketball extraordinaire, but I appreciate it. What's up, Blake, I don't know, man? Reigning, uh, reigning Ocean Spring City League champion. What? Okay. I do. I, I will claim that title. I will claim that title. Hey, man. You got you got to. Build that Starting five for Southern Miss. Starting five for Southern Miss. You guys come down to the Ocean Springs Municipal Gym anytime. They'll take you on. There you right. go. I like it. I can get a little uh, charity match going. If Leighton will let you step on the court, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's his house. He he runs it down there. That's the house Leighton built, right? <laughs> negative. <Layton>. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So, Leighton, you are down on the coast now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're in Gulfport. Uh, yeah, Blake and them are in over in Diablerville. We're in Gulfport, so yeah, yeah. We made a we got a whole little compound down here. We're uh, we're putting up. Okay, I love it. I love it. Well, uh, you know, late it's been probably, gosh, I think 2019 maybe since you've been on. So uh, we want to refresh all the listeners' uh, yeah memories of you. So tell us what makes you an everyday eagle. Or Southern yeah, Miss fan. No, uh, so I, I was kind of kind of born into it, really. Uh, I know a lot of people say that. I mean, it's true for a lot of people. So it it's true for me, you know. My uh, it kind of all started with my grandfather. Uh, you know, he was a, like, I think he, I think we had this, we had the same season tickets for football for like thirty plus years. He was a Eagle Club member for forty years, and uh, he he had me at every single football, baseball, basketball, any anything Southern Miss he would bring me to him and my dad. So I was kinda just kinda, you know, thrown into it and went to school there. There was really no other place that I wanted to go. So uh but yeah, it just I've been pretty much uh engulfed in it ever since uh ever since I could remember, which my wife sometimes hates but uh but i love it so much <laughs> <laughs> that's great man that's great well uh what's your favorite southern miss moment man oh man um yeah i i think it's gotta it's probably basketball related you know it's probably those the the memphis game the whiteout game was incredible um back when uh back when we beat Memphis at home that was that was one of my favorites um back in uh man what year was that boy 2015 when we went to the Louisiana Tech and I think uh I, yeah yeah that was 2015 I think Edo Smith scored like three touchdowns in like 40 45 mm-hmm. seconds and then Michael Thomas had the catch in the corner of the end zone over there and uh we ended up winning the winning the division and so that that's one of my favorites too so that that's the two that come to mind that's awesome man we just had uh dale watson on a couple of shows ago and he talked about that that memphis game yeah i know that was one of, that was one of his favorites yeah, i know we're going to talk a lot of basketball but uh yeah if we can get back to that type of stuff man that's a that's a whole different uh, level it's hard to win it's hard to win and read green uh, when when we're playing when we got those type crowds and everything. Absolutely. 
Well, Lane, do you want to do you want to kick us off here, brother? Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh, so we're gonna start by covering men's basketball first tonight, and then we're gonna go into women's basketball because both teams are in the middle of a really a really great run, especially considering where these programs have come from over the past. You know, um, so. Right now, guys, in case you didn't know, over the past week, Southern Men, all right, the men's team went one and one last week. We lost to Marshall, uh, and then we beat Arkansas State. We will kind of digest both of those games here in just a minute. And then the women's team went two and zero last week. So, uh, and Coach Joy Lee McNellis got her three hundredth win. So big. You know, milestone there for our basketball coach, our Lady Eagles, are they're crushing it right now, guys. So we're going to cover both of these teams in depth here tonight. We will start out with the men's team, and we will start out with a little holy cow action. Holy cow! Let's start this thing off with Leighton. Leighton, what Southern Miss men's basketball player made you say holy cow over the past week? Yeah, uh, I think it's it's got to be Denage Harris. Uh, you know, that Arkansas State game, uh, I mean, he he played, by far had his best best game of the year. Uh, he he he's got that little kind of in between game where he he can't really shoot it very well, but and then he plays he gets a lot of rebounds and ended up scoring twenty two points, uh, eight rebounds. So it's got to be him. Like I said, his best game so far this year. I, he kind of had a rough game at Marshall, turned the ball over a couple of times, and then just came back and and really had a coming out party against Arkansas State. So I would have to go with him. Uh, he had a, he had an incredible incredible game against Arkansas State, and that was big too because we talked about it on the show before the Arkansas State game. They had a big guy down low who was their Mister Everything. So to have a guy on our side, one of our big guys, have a big night like that, that was huge for us. So Blake, what player made you say "Holy cow!" over the past week? Yeah, for me, you know, I'm just really, I'm really pleased watching Mo Arnold play basketball. I like watching him kind of commandeer uh, the offensive side of the ball. I like his tenacity on defense too, man. Like, I'm not a big runner. I mean, to be honest with you guys, I don't run ever. I'm at the point now where it's like there's no fight or flight anymore for me. It's mostly just fight because there is I can't. I'm not running <laughs> anywhere. So to to watch him, you know, run and. and just be so tenacious on on defense. Uh, it, it was just been it's been a lot of fun to watch him. In fact, I haven't watched. It, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm probably the most ignorant person here about basketball. But I have been to so many games. I haven't been to this many games in a season since I was in college. Like I was at Southern, and I really think it's because I just love watching guys like Mo play basketball. Like they just he just goes for it. And you know that comes with a bunch of hiccups. The past few games have been. A little bit tougher for him, but you can see him consistently from the start of where he took over that one spot to to now his development in the process of how he's continually to handle the ball better, working on passing and getting um, the, the passes to the open spaces on the court. I've been really pleased watching him, so I'm looking forward to watching him again this weekend. And um, but man, Mo Arnold, he's the guy for me for the for the Holy Cow segment. That's a good one, man. We talked about him a little bit on the show last week as as being a, you know, he he was a holy cow guy last week too. I think he's put together several good appearances over the past few weeks, and uh, you know, he had a big night against Marshall. The you know people were raving on him up there at Marshall. So good pick there, Blake. So Chuck. Who is your holy cow player of the week? Well, you know, Lane, we, we pride ourselves on the Everyday Eagles podcast as, as promoting positive and being positive and looking at the bright side of things. And, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, all the message boards and things like that that, uh, you know, haven't been positive. So I'm going to give this guy my my player of the, the week. Um, 
You know, I think he had 14 points against Marshall and uh, 10 against Arkansas State. Um, but I'm going to give it to Felipe Haas. I think, you know, we were talking before, and it's just like baseball. You know, he's just in a slump right now. He's in his head. Um, I think with some things coming up that he's going to get get his game back, and I think that he's going to reset, and I think he's going to be right back where he was at the beginning of the season. So I'm going to give it to Hase. Yeah, he's still getting rebounds. He's, you know, he's had – I mean, we're talking about a guy having an off night who – like you said, scored 14 and 10 points. You know, there's some people on our team who hadn't scored that many in a single game all season. But um, I think we've just come to expect a lot out of him because we've seen him do such big things. So, but yeah, down the stretch, he him getting in a rhythm is going to be huge for us. I agree. And so that comes to me, my holy cow, player of the week is the same guy who's pretty much been a holy cow player of the week. I feel like everybody's just rotated him around every week. But I'm going to go with Austin Crowley here. And I did say his name right this time. Right, Chuck? You did, man. You did. He he tweeted not that it matters, but it's Crowley like the bird. (laughs) Yeah, Dirty called me out on that one last (laughs) week, my fact checker. Thanks, Dirty, for always keeping me humble and in check here. Uh, But Austin Crowley is my player of the week. He scored 20 against Marshall, 18 against Arkansas State. Um, You know, as far as rebounds, he had three and four, respectively. He had one and four on assist. I mean, you know, he just... It, to me, the the thing that stood out was the points scored there, especially against Marshall. And the and the key thing to me with the Marshall game is he was hurt, and he was hurting a lot. If you watch that game, you know he went down pretty early in the game, and it it looked serious at first. Like I was worried he was out the rest of the night, and he comes back and fights through it. And you could tell he, you know, they zoomed in on him several times. You could tell by the look on his face he was still hurting. But he fought his way through and played his way through it. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a special basketball player, guys. He's, we're fortunate to have him in the black and gold. So hopefully he keeps it rolling the way he's been doing. And as far as other notables go, guys, I think DeAndre Pinckney's the other one we need to mention at least. Uh, he scored 12 against Arkansas State. Pretty good game there by him. He had eight against Marshall. Uh, got six rebounds in both of those games. So he's he he's a consistent basketball player. Pinkney is, and so we've uh, that's pretty much it, guys. You know, when you look at those games they played last week, um, you know we it was a bad loss to Marshall. It was. I mean, you can't run from that. You can't hide from that. They outplayed us. From the start to the finish, it is what it is. Uh, We came back. We answered big against Arkansas State with a win. And right now, as it sits, guys, we are currently in a six-way tie for first in the conference. So, kind of a crazy conference race right there in the Sun Belt. Marshall, us, Lafayette. Troy, Georgia Southern, and Louisiana Monroe, all six are sitting at four and two in the conference. So we still got plenty to play for. Everything's still in front of us. Just got to bounce back after that Marshall loss and keep rolling. So is there anything any of you guys want to add to uh, to last week? Well, and if it's all right, so the first, let's talk about the Arkansas State game for just a second. Um the first half, you know, it was even. I think they went into the locker room 33-33. to 33. Um, And then Southern Miss came out and outscored Arkansas State 41-24. to 24. Um, I guess this is a question for Layton, who has, you know, Layton, you were a manager, for those that don't know, for the basketball team a couple of years back. Um, what goes on in the locker rooms when, when it's such a close game? Or what kind of insight can you give us? Um, that we would normally get, if that makes yeah. sense. Podcast okay. appropriate, yeah. Layton. You can't go quoting yeah, them yeah, word yeah, for word now. A lot of the time. Um, no, but I mean, I think it's 
I, I think it's a lot more simple than people probably think it is. Uh, you know, it's it's especially when you have like the benefit of this the, of our team this year is that there's so much like maturity and these guys have played a lot of basketball. So I, I think it's you know honestly pretty simple. I mean, obviously they're going to make adjustments. But um, I mean, with the with both of the games last week, I mean we were getting open shots, uh, especially that first half of the Arkansas State game. And if you're getting op- if you're taking good shots, like if you have good a good shot selection, like eventually things are gonna work out. You know, you just got to keep playing hard, and and the shots are gonna start falling. So uh, I, I think it's kind of just stay the course you know they know what type of team they are that they are a better team so it's just kind of you know keep it simple keep playing the way they're playing play hard and you know the shots are going to start falling uh it's it sounds pretty simple but that's kind of just how it is now and correct me if i'm wrong you know you you were there for uh i'm trying to remember how old you what Sadler, coach were you there? Sadler, yeah. Yeah. For Sadler. Okay, two okay. Europe. Europe. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I was no, just going to say his, his last two years are the years that I was there. Yeah. I got you. I got you. You're a big Jay Ladner fan, though, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, obviously everybody knows he's Southern Miss guy. Um, went to Grove, went mm-hmm. to school with my dad. And he uh, he actually up went to Grove and he played uh, – he was our my coach uh, my sophomore year. A lot of people don't realize he, he had a short little stop at Oak Grove High School for one year. I yeah, know right that before either. he went to he he came from St. Stanislaus and took the Oak Grove job. He was only there for one year. Uh, he actually took us to the playoffs for the first time in like twenty years or something crazy like that. And then uh, he went straight to Jones from from Southern, from uh, Oak Grove. And then to Southeastern and then Southern Miss. So yeah, he, he coached me my sophomore year, which is really cool. Uh but yeah, I'm a I'm a huge, huge fan. He's he's the best coach I've ever had. So um yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. He seems like a really great guy. I've never met him personally, but he seems like a really like guy. So. Very much like a like you meet him one time and you he, you you kind of feel like he's your friend. You know what I mean? He's he's very per- personable and uh-huh. he's awesome. That's awesome. Any other thoughts, Lane or Blake or Layton? I think I'm, you know, I think I'm good on as far as covering the last week's games. You know, like we talked about, just time to get back. You know, it, it was good to answer back. It's good to come back to regreen after a big win. Um, it's good to be in the position we're in. I mean, who would have thought after last season? We'd be talking about this men's team tied for first right now. Now, granted, we're tied for first with about half the conference, but who would have thought we'd be tied for first and in this conversation right now, you know? So I'm very excited, and I'm excited to to get to re-green this week and, and see our guys in action again. You know, this is this is me jumping ahead. You know, I like to do that from time to time. Um, where is the conference tournament for basketball? It's in Pensacola. Is anybody? Pensacola, Pensacola. okay. At, at is there a, a basketball stadium there or arena? Yeah, or? there's an arena downtown uh, that it's going to be played at. And a lot of people don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but the the Sun Belt tournament is structured a lot differently than than the Conference USA. It's actually single elimination, but the the top four seeds actually get a double buy. So you have like oh wow. Yeah, I know we're talking about being tied for first and and all that stuff. We, it's really, really, really important to at least get one of those top four seeds because uh, you get you get a double buy. So, in a single elimination tournament, that's that's very important. So, uh, and hopefully we'll we'll be on the opposite side of the bracket from Marshall. So maybe somebody will beat them. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> So they don't football is the only sport that does an east west division champion, right? Yeah, I don't think baseball does. I don't think so either. I don't know. Somebody might have to fact fact check. We're we'll have to look into that. This, but I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. that, that they don't. Dirty get on that for us. 
can we take a couple of minutes to talk about uh, Reed Green and just that Reed Green excitement that has the potential, I think, to build back in the next several games, especially this four-game homestand that we got coming up? Please. Well, I I will say this, guys. The uh, somebody tweeted this after our last home game we played, and it I agreed with it a hundred percent. They said when when people pack out a basketball gym, just because it's indoors and you get the echo effect and everything, they said a basketball game with a fraction of the amount of fans as baseball or football can easily be the loudest sport you have, like, to the players. Just because of the sheer fact that you're indoors and it's echoing everywhere. So, could you imagine if we packed out Reed Green or if we got, I mean, even the crowd we've been having and then add the student section in there, a rowdy student section, could you imagine how loud that has to be for an opposing team? Yeah, especially being the fact that Reed Green is, you're you're looking down at the floor, so everybody's, you know, screaming down at the floor. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. I'll be really interested, interested to see how the students. I really, really hope they come out this week and and create like a crazy environment. Because I mean, just the just the home games we've had without the students, uh, when everybody started coming out, I mean, it it was loud. So it it would mm-hmm. be it would be a huge advantage if they could uh they could get a big student turnout. A huge advantage. Absolutely, it would. Well, I've, be, seen, so. I've seen it change. I've seen it change games just through the environment itself. I think we were mm-hmm. at, um, a couple of games back. Uh, I think it was the Troy game where we were playing at Reed Green, and the crowd, which I think was about thirty five hundred people, got into it, and they started making mistakes. I mean, you saw the Troy guys when they came on come on offense that they. You know, turn over the ball and just ah oh man, the crowd really got into it. I got stoked. Like it was, it was such an incredible thing. And what I want to see, and any any people from that are from Southern Miss, part of the facilities team there that are listening into the podcast right now, I want to know the decibel levels of Reed Green at its height. Because I remember mm. now, I this might be a little you know something we don't want to go back to, but I remember Tyndalltown. And mm-hmm. just how nuts it got in Reed Green during Tindall Town. And so I'm saying, let's get that back and let's shoot. Let's let's move one town over and, and move into Ladnerville. I like it. And just go to town on it, man. I'm I'm really pumped for this weekend. I think we're gonna get a lot of a lot of people there. Somebody I saw, somebody uh, said we should name it the Lad Pad. Yeah, for sure. They the, the shirts that they came out with the student section are actually pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen them. They have like the Eagle's Nest. They have like Eagle's have Nest, that. and they have like the eyes mm-hmm. of like the the eagle on them. They're really they're really cool shirts. Uh, and then uh, I know they came out with those Hase Crowley or Crowley twenty three shirts. Those are cool too. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lay, I saw one that said the Nasty Nest. Is that is that something similar? Was it the to? nasty nest? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Nasty I think it's the the nasty bench. The, the nasty, nasty bench. Right. It's the nasty bench, which is the 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 guys on the bench, right? But right. behind them yeah. is the nasty yeah. nest, which is the student section of that's, Reed Green, which I think is yeah, that's legit. what the shirt said. The nasty nest. That yeah, that's legit. awesome. See stuff like that, man. That that gets me pumped. That does. I remember back when we were in college, we handed out, uh, we handed out, we went and got a bunch of student prints that day from like all over campus and handed them out in the student section. Blake, you were probably there for this. You had to, man, because you went to all those games too. We handed out these, uh, student prints out into the student section. And whenever they started announcing, I think it was Memphis, when they started announcing the other team's lineup. We all held up the papers like we were reading the paper instead of listening. Yeah, I was I, I was holding up a paper that night. Yeah, it was fantastic. I walked into Reed Green Coliseum with a backpack packed to the entire like to the brim. That thing was about to bust at the seams with student prints paper. That's amazing. That's awesome. Who who organized that, Lane? Who was that that organized? Was that the football team? Oh yeah, it was me. I did it all by <laughs> myself. <did> it right. <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. boy. I don't know. 
Honestly, honestly, I, I really do think it was like I was in the crew of people who organized it. It was some friends of mine and I did it. Like, I just remember I was one of the ones going around campus grabbing all the papers. And it was like me and like five other people doing it. So what I'm hearing you say is that you're going to do it again this Saturday as I we mean, take I'm on not, JMU. Well, you have to pay for papers now. I don't. I don't think I can just walk up and grab a student prints, can I? You can get one of those coffee times things that has the jokes in the back. That's perfect because then we can read the jokes instead of listening to their roster. I like the way you think, there, Blake. I also, I also think that they were uh, trying to organize uh, one of the free cover to brewskis if you go to the game for the students. I know that always works. <laughs> so maybe. Uh yeah. It works for sure. Yeah. Every time they yeah, do that, like, that place is yeah. packed. <laughs> like, it's awesome. So, are you guys ready to move forward to this next week as far as uh looking at the upcoming games this week? Sure. All right. Let's jump into the can't wait segment. Can't wait. All right. Uh, let's start with Blake this time. Blake. What about this week makes you say, I just can't wait? Blaine, I'm so glad you called on me first, because I've been waiting to say this one. Um, actually, I couldn't wait to say it. My thing, The thing that I can't wait for this week is I'm taking my little girl, Henley Grace, to her first ever Southern Miss basketball game this Saturday versus JMU, and I'm pumped. Awesome. Awesome, man. Good times. Making memories at Reed Green. So, uh, Leighton, what about this week makes you say, I just can't Yeah, wait. I'm ready for for some revenge on uh, on South Al on Thursday night. Uh, I actually attended the game in Mobile last year when we played there, uh, which was a non-conference game. And, uh, we got we got absolutely embarrassed, and uh, I was wishing that I would not have been there. <laughs> so, uh, so I am excited about maybe some, hopefully, some revenge on on South Alabama uh, on Thursday night. All right, good answer there. Uh, let's go with Chuck. Chuck, what about this week makes you say I can't wait? Well, I'm going to toss it back to Felipe Hase, uh, and I'm going to say that he gets out of a slump and he has a killer week. I'm thinking, you know, either Thursday night or Saturday, he's going to score at least 20 points. I'm calling it right now. Why doesn't he score 20 points, both of them? Both? I, I'm game. I'm, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. I wanted to give him a little, you know, a little grace. But uh, I, I think this week he's going to come out of a slump and. You know, we got some some possible returning players coming in, and uh, I think I think things are going to start clicking for him. Yeah, we saw a certain tweet that a certain uh, guard that we've been missing most of the year might be back, right, Chuck? That's what we heard. That would be awesome. So that would definitely a- be can't wait material. But since we don't have any official verification from the team yet i feel like we can't actually say his name out here like this can we well i mean he tweeted it yeah alvarez huh no wait what'd you hear no no it it, it is alvarez i'm messing with you I (laughs) i thought i said the wrong player's name you should have seen me scrambling on my computer. Like, I swear his name is Alvarez. What? Did I read there's Rick, there's Rick and Bubba, Blake. There's no. Bubba. Yeah. There's Rick and Bubba. Oh, man. Just... Don't do that to me, Chuck. Got him. Alvarez. But, yeah. we uh, According to Twitter, Alvarez <laughs> may or may not be back this week, which is somebody we've been waiting to see. Since what about the fourth the game of the season? Mm-hmm. He's been out, the been out a while. Yeah. The most concrete facts yeah. always begin with according to Twitter. According to That's Twitter. That's right. That's right. He got that Absolutely. from uh, the same uh, the same people that told him Coach McNeilis was on the Vogue <laughs> uh, magazine cover. Highly impressionable, our friend Lane. 
Well, if, it's, it. if it's on internet, it's got to be true, guys. It's on the internet. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, that brings me to my can't wait. And I can't wait. Chuck, here we go. Let me hear I it. can't wait to see the students back in Reed Green. With I can't wait to see. That lane is we've bring. already talked about it. Yeah, maybe. We've already talked about it, about the impact that they could have and how much we hope they're there. But guys, I'm seriously, I know the Marshall loss was tough. I know that was hard on a lot of Southern Miss fans. You look on social media, look at group, you know, the message boards and all that stuff. And people were upset, rightfully so. I mean, I get it. It was an embarrassing loss, but. There's absolutely no reason for Reed Green to not be packed this week. These guys are in the middle of a hunt for a conference championship. You know, they had a bad loss. They bounced right back the next week or the next game. You've got to you got to pack that thing out this week. Like, I genuinely hope the students, going back to like what Leighton said and what we all said, you know, I hope the students pack that thing out. I hope the fans show up like we have been, but even more so just bring, like, I would love to see Reed Green just pack it out because these guys deserve it, man. They're in the middle of a battle here to to try to give ourselves a huge advantage here in the conference tournament. So these are definite must-win games. Hey, what is the uh, the record for uh, Reed Green this year? Still undefeated. Are we still undefeated? Still undefeated. At home? Yep. And how many home games do we have left? I've got the schedule pulled up. Like nine, maybe? Let me get to it. We got this week, we got two. Right. Next week Uh, should be two. Next week is also two. No. We got two this week. Yes, we got two next week. Uh, Then we go on the road. Then we got two. And. One. So we've got what's that? Two, four, four two, six, about seven. 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 Okay. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven home games left. Yep. Nice. Including this one. So. Yep. So. Yeah, and those seven home games we got left, guys, every one of them are huge. Every one of them are conference games. They're must-win games at this point in the season. It needs to be packed. If you you can make it, you need to make it. Amen. So so anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about these teams we're playing this week, guys. I like to, you know, give you a rundown of what to look for with these teams and stuff. Uh, when you look at them by the numbers, uh, so we play South Alabama. All right, that would be nice to know who we actually play before I do this, right, Chuck? So uh, we play uh, South Alabama coming up this Thursday night, uh, January 19th. It's a 7 o'clock tip-off at Reed Green. And then we play James Madison on Saturday, the 21st, at 2 o'clock tip-off. Uh, James Madison's better than South Al. Um, you know, we even mentioned uh, how there's such a big tie for first in the conference right now. Well, when you look at it, uh, neither one of these teams we played this week are in that tie, but James Madison is sitting right outside of it at 3-3. Three and three, So they've lost one more conference game than we have. Um, so... And South Alabama sitting at the bottom. They're at two and four right now. So, but these are two must-win games here. When you look at the two teams, guys, uh, really South Alabama's the tale of three players. That's they got three dudes that stick out to me. Really, two guys that stick out to me, and a third who's who's not bad in his own right. Uh, their best player, their best scorer is number four. His name's Isaiah Moore. Uh, he's averaging close to 18 points a game, and he's got 22 steals on the year, so he's leading the team in points and steals. Um, so that's number four. He's a good player. And then their big guy down low is having a good season, Kevin Samuel, number 21. Um, 
he's averaging 11 points a game. He's their second leading scorer. So when a big man's your second leading scorer, you know he's doing work down low. Uh, and he is sitting here at a hundred at a hundred and sixty three rebounds on the season so far. To put that in perspective, guys, their second highest rebound guys at seventy one. So he has more than doubled him. So uh, and he has forty three blocks. So to put that in perspective. Their second leader on that has nine. So, really, they have number four, Isaiah Moore, and number 21, Kevin Samuel. That's their two studs, guys. Kevin Samuel, to me, is the scarier of the two just because he plays down low and he's able to get all these rebounds and block shots. But Isaiah Moore is the big scorer. Another one you might see score some points is number two, Greg Parham. Uh, So, those are the guys to look for on Thursday night. So, again, that's number four. And number two, as far as the scoring goes, then 21 is the big guy down low. So, going into Saturday, this is, so, so Leighton, you know, you have more of a history with basketball than I think any of us here do. Does it scare you more to face a team with a stud player? Does it scare you more to face a team where everybody shares the love on the team? Yeah, no, I think it's everybody contributes. uh, because. If if you look at the, the averages, you know, that basically means that, yeah, they're spreading the wealth, but any one of those guys can also turn into one of the – they can also – one of they have the potential to have a really big night. So, uh, yeah, definitely somebody that spreads the wealth, like you said, because then you – not like you can just shut down one guy and that, that's it. So, uh, yeah, for sure. James Madison is the exact definition of share the wealth, guys. They are, like, it is scary looking at their points spread with their team because when you look at this thing, okay, like, let's let's take scoring, for example. They currently have four guys averaging over 10 points a game. That's a lot. I mean, it really is. You know, when you consider an average game scores, I think they're averaging in the 60s every game, right? Or in the, well, I think James Madison's averaging a little bit more than in the 60s. But when you consider an average team's averaging anywhere from 60 to 70, well, they got four guys scoring over 10 a game. You know, uh, they just, they spread it out. Um, So then you look at rebounds. And everybody, you know, you think of, well, they got their big guys, they're going to get rebounds. Well. I'm sitting here right now looking at rebound totals, and there are four of them with over 80 rebounds on the season. So uh, it's like it genuinely is a spread the wealth kind of team. Okay, uh, they have one, two, three, four guys with over 22 steals on the season. So they are really like I could go down the list and name off numbers to watch for. But guys, honestly, it's every guy on their team. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they, they they just they they, they play really do. They, they play everybody too. They I don't know if you like the minutes. Like they they play literally ten guys on, and they rotate them. They rotate them in and out. So they're very much like a. They're not a good shooting team. They they are strictly like a try to get to the bucket, and that's pretty much it. Like they, I think they're they have a guy averaging. 26 minutes a game and then the next guy averages 22 minutes a game where where Crowley plays Crowley and Hase both both play 33 and 32 minutes a game so they they hardly ever they hardly ever come out yeah. so they, they they rotate guys in and uh, try to keep everybody fresh and I mean they just you know almost kind of similar to Marshall but just can't really shoot the ball as well as them they just they just run a lot yeah, I mean they they just the whole team is who to watch for. They even the bench, like <laughs> you know, you I look down here, guys with less minutes than everybody else are still averaging the same points, the same rebounds as these other guys. Like it's just it's genuinely a full blown team effort. So again, going into this week, guys, people to look for South Al. You're looking for number four, number two, scoring twenty one down low and then James Madison literally the entire team is going to rotate in and out and all of them can play so 
Uh, big games this week, guys. Got to uh, pack out Reed Green. So let's shift gears here now and let's wrap this thing up with talking about our Lady Eagles basketball team, guys, because they are showing out right now. So the Lady Eagles right now are. Let's pull up the standings here. We are sitting at. We are tied for second in the conference with Troy. We do hold that tiebreaker because we beat them in the regular season, uh, or we beat them earlier. I imagine we'll play them again here in a little bit. I'll pull up the schedule and see. But uh, we are right behind James Madison, who's undefeated in the conference. So, Lady Eagles right now, we're tied with Troy for second. We're behind James Madison for first uh, this week. Uh, we play App State on Thursday. At uh, That is at App State, and it's a 5.30 tip-off. And then we play Marshall at Marshall on Saturday for a 12 o'clock tip-off. So what's cool is both of those have different tip-off times where you can pretty much stream, listen to, or at least keep up with that game before our game gets started. So... um. The guys, they have really represented our university well, guys. Our, our our ladies basketball team is twelve and five overall, five and one in the conference. Uh, I was at the Arkansas State game last week, guys. We go in at the half and we're up by three points, something like that. It's a close game, and we come out in the third in the third period and we literally go on a twenty five to two run. We scored 25 points to their two in that third period and really just kind of put the game away. Um, So, Coach McNellis, I don't know, man. It's like Space Jam where they drank Mike's secret stuff. Coach McNellis must have some Mike's secret (laughs) stuff in there. They came out. They were a different team when they came out. So, um, Key players, Jacoria Bracey had a really good game against Arkansas State. She scored uh, 16 points, scored 13 against Louisiana Monroe. She had a big week. Uh, of course, we know about Dom Davis and Malia Grayson. They've had a bunch of big weeks. And uh, I'll tell y'all, man, a, a fun kid to watch play is number four, Laney Cornfield. She's had some. She's had some big games, and she plays hard, man. Um, so. It's a fun team to watch, man. You got some veterans who've been playing a while. Lauren Gross, uh, you know, Rose Warren's been on the team a while. By the way, I saw Rose Warren in a restaurant today. Uh, seemed like a great kid. We chatted for a minute. Um, you know, you got some of these who've been playing for a few years. You got the newcomer, Dominic Davis. Uh, it's just, it's a good team right here. Coach McNellis really has a, she has a special team here, uh, and they play really hard. I, they play a good brand of basketball that's fun to watch. Yeah, so, and they're 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 figuring out uh, too, Lane, about how to. I think the issues they run into when they run into issues is they can't find anybody to score but Dom Davis. So whenever they're able to find somebody else to put the ball in the basket, I think that they they have much of an advantage instead of putting so much pressure on her to score. They they're those other girls are uh, they're producing, so I think that's kind of what's been helping them down the stretch is uh, is having some other options other than number two because she is really really good. <laughs> but uh, but she, it's yeah, really, but really it's, good. A, it's a team game, so uh, I I think that's been real real key for them. Yeah, uh, and, and I think I think the key really I think I think the big player that's that we need to, you know, that we're going to have to have show up big here to to go on as good of a run as we can, take some of the pressure off of two because two is special. Dominic Davis, she's a special player. Uh, but what can happen here is Jacoria Bracy, when she's on, guys, she is on. And if we can get her to really get hot on these nights that, you know, and, and kind of take some of this pressure off of Dominic Davis, especially when it comes tournament time and stuff like that. That's a huge advantage, man. It really is. And, uh, and I, and, you know, I know I already mentioned Cornfield, but 
I mean, yeah, she just plays a good brand of basketball. She plays really, really hard. She gets after people. She's only started two games, but she comes off the bench, and she's like a little energizer bunny, man. She's a sophomore, um, sophomore from New York. She gets after it, man. She's fun to watch. Uh, Bracey, the one we're talking about here, was a transfer from Ole Miss. Davis was a transfer from LSU. So Coach McNellis State making good use of the transfer portal this year, and we kind of really, guys, I mean, it's a fun group of, group of girls to watch. They play really hard, and it's it's fun basketball. They they're going after loose balls. They're they're playing tight defense on people. They're you know Malia Grayson's a force down low in the paint, and so if you get a chance to guys, and they're at home, which by the way we found out from uh dirty the other day when the when the men's team's on the road, the women's team's at home. I didn't realize that, but, I mean, it makes sense. I just never put that together. But, uh, guys, when the Lady Eagles are at home, man, go see them. You'll be glad you did. I mean, they play, like I said, I went to that game the other night, and I was genuinely impressed with the with the brand of basketball they were playing. So I will definitely be going back. Lane, did you know that there is a fellow alumni Alumna of West Jones High School playing for the Lady Eagles. This I year. did actually. I saw it on the roster. Uh, mm-hmm. Brickella yep. Gray. That's right. I didn't see her on the online. That's I'm right. not seeing her on the online roster, but I did see her on the roster we had. Uh, I didn't know West Jones team. had a basketball team. I thought they were just football <laughs> and baseball. Yeah. Come on, man. Don't, you, don't, watch your mouth, you don't mess bro. with the Mustangs, Chuck. Come on, man. It's about to be a stampede over your face. <laughs> you got two Mustangs on the podcast right now there, uh, Chuck. Hey, so here's a, here's a little bit of trivia. Join me, Lee McNellis, just uh, accomplished her 300th victory in Southern Miss, mm-hmm. right? 300th win. There's Southern Miss women's basketball. Great accomplishment. Can any of you fine gentlemen tell me, without Googling it in the next 30 seconds, when and against who was her first win as the head coach of Southern Miss basketball? Oh, gosh. Uh, Ole Miss. I'm going to say Mississippi State. Nope. This is me. You got the colors right. Guessing. So the colors are maroon. Texas A&M? Would it be Jones? Not Jones, not A&M. It was in, I'll give you a little bit more of a hint. It was during the 2004 2005. That's not a hint. That's, yeah, that's not, that's not a hint at all. <laughs> can, we, can we phone a friend? Yes, 0405. That takes me right <laughs> to the team that she beat. Uh, uh, maroon. Maroon. A maroon team? Louis- so when Monroe. you say maroon. No, it's not. She beat Louisiana Monroe for her 300 win, but it was not. You know, like, you're not grouping Crimson and Maroon together, are you? Like, is it Alabama? I mean, it's a whole queue. It's a whole shade. It's not Alabama. Okay. Huh. Do you guys give up? Yeah, I do. Little Rock. Little Rock. Uh, that was my next guess. <laughs> Little Rock. On November the 23rd, 2004. They won seventy nine to sixty five. There you go. And that was in two thousand four. Coliseum, two thousand four. Wow. Guys, I, it's just it's a big deal to get your three hundredth win. But whenever you take it into account, who Coach McNellis is, how she represents Southern Miss, and all the stuff she's gone through over the past few years, man, it makes it a little bit more special, doesn't it? Mm hmm. Yeah, especially since what a late they play thirty games a, a year, Is it right at thirty. Yeah, generally, yeah, it's around that. Yeah. So I mean, you'd have to go undefeated ten years in a row to get three hundred. Do you want to hear the uh, conference opponent she played? Let's hear it in the conference USA in two thousand and four. Uh, I don't know. This may make me it sad. Was, was, no, you're gonna. This is this is really funny. Here we go. TCU, Houston, St. Louis, Memphis, Marquette, 
DePaul, East Carolina, Charlotte, Tulane, UAB, USF, Louisville, and Cincinnati. Wow. You forget how packed Conference USA used to be. What a way to put a damper on it there, Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're not in it anymore either, so. That's right. That's right. See y'all later. We're in the sun. We're in the fun belt now, baby. Man, I forgot about DePaul and Marquette and all them being in Conference USA back then, too. That's right. And Charlotte. Yeah, those are big ones. Gotcha. Congratulations, Lady Eagles. Congratulations, Coach McNellis. Keep it up. It's been fun to keep up with. Guys, if you get a chance to, go catch our men's or women's basketball programs in action. They deserve your attendance. They really do. So it's been fun to watch. That's all I got on basketball, guys. Anybody want to add to it? Blake, fantastic uh, trivia there at the end of the night. I like that. Well, I actually got one more oh. for you, if you're oh. up for it. A little bit of late-night trivia. Keep it going. The Howell Trophy is the trophy that is annually given to the best men's college basketball player in the state of Mississippi. This past year, it was given to Iverson Molinar, shooting guard at Mississippi State. Can you tell me the last Southern Miss basketball player to get the Howell Trophy? Neil Watson. I was going to go to Neil Watson, too. Was uh, Gary Flowers? There it Layton is. Layton coming Layton uh, coming through in the clutch. Wow. Gary Flowers. That boy, Layton. Yeah, he was a dog. 2010-2011, power forward. Uh, I even said at the beginning of the year that... Uh, that uh, Hase was like, a, was like a Gary Flowers that could shoot the three. You know, uh, and pass the ball well. I do. Uh, he kind of reminded me of of Gary Flowers a little bit. How sweet would it be if Crowley yeah. won it this year after transferring out of Ole Miss? That would be wild. It's so to to date, we only have one person, Gary Flowers, who has won the Howell Trophy. Mississippi State has nine. Ole Miss has six, and us, Jackson State, and Delta State each have wow. one. So I think this year is as good a uh-huh. year as any for one of our boys to to come home with a little bit of hardware. I think Crowley would be the, the top the season. candidate yeah. for it. I think he's got a shot. I mean, just thinking, you know, what I've watched of those other two schools up north, uh, that, you know, I mean, uh, Kermit Davis and his boys aren't having a very great year. and uh, I mean, state is having an okay, a pretty good year, but I can't, I can't just think of anybody off the top of my head that's, you know, one of their standout guys. So I think Crowley's got a good, a good shot if he keeps. He's kind of just been our steady Eddie that scores twenty points a game. So if he keeps that up, then, mm-hmm. then I think he's got a good shot at it. Breach. Take it this award yeah, wasn't around it, when Randolph Keys and uh, Clarence Weatherspoon and all them were playing, huh, Blake? Yeah, it started the uh, first awarded in 2005. So it's, it hasn't been around for terribly long, but still something to keep an yeah. eye on, especially as Lightning's rebuilding this program and getting it back in line. I would love to see a few more Howell Trophy winners if he keeps doing what he's doing uh, with the transfer portal and, and getting these good yes. guys in. And, you know, Mo Arnold being from Picayune, pulling him over from Jacksonville. Yeah. Do you have the history of winners of that trophy? I do. Who won it in like 2011 or 2012 back when Neil was playing? Who were the winners then? 2011 and 12 was Arnett Moultrie in Mississippi State. And then 2012 and 13 was Marshall Henderson. I remember yeah. him. He was a shooting guard. Yeah, he was that. a good player. I guess I can see that. Stephon Moody from Ole Miss won it two years in yeah. a row in 2014 and 2015. I guess I could see that. But Neil was a dang good one. He had to have been in the conversation. Uh, Neil Watson was in the top three in 2013 and 2014. Um, and then Chip Armelin, Armelin, I'm saying that right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Armelin, he was in it um, in 2014 and 2015. Yeah, sure. So 
Um, Dwayne Davis from Southern was in it for 2012 and 2013. So we've been right up there every year. Um, we've we've had guys in the in the top three just haven't broken through. We had three straight years. It was Neil Watson in 2011 and 12, and it was Dwayne Davis in 2013, 12 and 13. Neil Watson in 13, 14. Chip Armelin in 14, 15. And then Cortez Edwards in 17 and 18. He's a good one. He's a good one. And and in 18 and 19, he was he was in the top three. Um, Tyler Stevenson last year was in the conversation. He, I hate. I still hate. He's not. Was. He's not a part of this now. I feel like he put too much into it to not be here and experience what they're doing now. You know. That's okay. We got PBS yes. and Mormon. Those guys That's are true. Trying. Taking their roles well. I've been really impressed by seeing what Mormons brought to the yep. table coming off the bench. Yep. Stepping in on those starting games when he needed to. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's my history. That's my trivia. Look at Blake coming in clutch. We need to do a trivia segment every time. Yeah. Although I, I think I would have to be the one that looks it up, and I don't really know much. <laughs> I was going to say. You would just have to, y'all just have to text Blake every week and be like, what's our trivia question for the week? There you go. <laughs> hey, that's what I don't know where to go to look up trivia. As, <laughs> as long as you can just call me like the bear from, from ESPN from College bear. Game Day. Now we just got to get sponsored by iFly. We got the king and the bear. We just got to get something for Chuck. The court jester, baby. I make everybody laugh. Call me Chuckles. There you go. I'm the goofy one. I'm the color commentary. There you go. Um, well, Leighton, Blake, any final thoughts about basketball? No, I, I would. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this week. I, I think it's, I think it's really important to to get these two. Like you guys were saying, at least South Al is is really the more winnable game. I mean, it's it's not. I don't know if you guys were looking at their non conference schedule. They played a rough non-conference schedule so even though their record's not great they're still a still a pretty good team like i think they played new mexico oklahoma uh alabama who's like top five in the country so they played a rough non-conference schedule and then uh if, but if we can if we can go like six and one like maybe five and two at home you know the rest of the season and then try to stay 500 on the road i think we'll definitely put ourselves you know like like i was saying in that top top four get one of those top four tournaments is really really important so yeah no i think uh, i think they got a good shot at that and if they can get one of those top four seeds then anything can happen in that tournament man hey man gotta get there first that's right that's right but lock a what about you man anything any final thoughts yeah, um, I, I agree with Leighton. I think this is going to be a good week for Southern Miss basketball, uh, both men and women's. And the thing that I would I would say is just for anybody listening, get there, get to a game, get to read green. I really do believe that any time that that stadium is full, uh, just because it's bowled in, it gets loud, that anything truly can happen. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen the magic in read green before. Michael Craig slamming down mm-hmm. a dunk on Memphis was one of my top five Southern Miss moments. And I, I really think that we can get back there, get the Ladnerville, as it were, get the nasty nest up and running with the student section. And I know JMU, you know, they're averaging 85 points a game. But still, I think that coming in and if it's loud and rocking and read green, like I know it can be, ain't nothing that can stop That's the right. Eagles, man. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for what's Me to come. Me too. And guys, if y'all, uh, you know, if y'all are out and about at the game, uh, and y'all see us out and about, feel free to say hello. Um, come tell us what you like about the show, what you hate about the show, what we, would you be, what you'd wish we'd do more of any, any of the, bu- any of the above. I can't talk for having a little mini seizure right there, I guess. I don't know what was going on. I'll be the guy that's not in a penguin costume. <laughs> King Brady's got that penguin outfit, uh, laid out. So, uh, <laughs> It will happen. It will happen. Yes. We are going to get this thing. We're going to get <laughs> it. Ready. It's going to happen. <laughs> Anything can happen. Place can make his whole church listen to us. That's right. <laughs> right. 
That's just what we're going to do there on Sunday. Got, we're just just everybody streaming at the same good. time from their phone. Yeah. That's right. Uh, well, I, I just want to point out one thing because uh, baseball is my favorite all-time Southern man. I love it more than football, more than basketball. But tomorrow, we're recording this on the 16th, Monday night. Tomorrow is the 17th, which means what, guys? Pitchers and catchers report. We are one month away from baseball at the peak, February 17th. Oh, uh, I was close. You were close. Yeah. I, I would hope. We're, we'll have to tell. We got to do our homework, Tom. We got to get we ready do. for preseason preview. We do. It's coming up for sure. We're excited about it. But, uh, yeah, I think they're dropping. Uh, D1 is dropping their top 25 tomorrow morning. So, y'all be yeah. on the lookout for that. Uh, what do you, what do y'all think See, will be ranked? I think uh I think like I'm gonna guess like thirteen. Yeah. Or like fifteen or thirteen. I'm gonna guess I'm going fourteen because that was my number in all my high nice. school sports. Yeah. I'm gonna say number eleven. I could see it. We'll be number one by the end of the year, so it don't really matter. <laughs> there you go. That's the way we want it, right? All right, well. Thank you, Leighton, and thank you, Blake, and uh, thank you, King Brady, and thanks to Pate for making us sound and look good, and um, we will be catching y'all at the Reed Green Coliseum this week, so uh, until then, until next time, Southern Miss, to to the the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.